There's a famous saying that the two things you should never bring up at a dinner party are politics and religion. Certainly, the former of those can be a minefield in this day and age. But also, with regards to that second one, of talking about faith, it can be difficult to talk about faith in public life because it touches on issues that are quite deep for each of us, things that are formative for who we are and maybe center around some of our most fundamental uh, beliefs. And truth be told, I've always found it a little bit weird that faith is something that is some sort of social taboo for us in society. I think that has a lot to do with what we perceive faith to be. Many people think of faith as simply a synonym for trust or blind trust. Other people confuse faith with a set of rules or a moral code. Faith is none of these things, brothers and sisters. Faith is first and foremost a relationship with a person, namely Almighty God. And you and I, we talk about relationships with other people all the time. People ask us, how's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? How's your family vacation? How's that one friend of yours who's, who's got a new job or something? How, how is that all going? We talk about different people in our lives all the time in the most colloquial of settings. We maybe don't talk about the intimate details, sure, but we talk about our relationships with others. We're comfortable talking about someone that we're friends with, people that we share family with, or even people that we love. But it can be difficult for us to talk about faith in that same way. You know, in our second reading today, brothers and sisters, the author of the letter to the Hebrews gives us a beautiful reflection on faith. The author talks about the people of the Old Testament, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and a, and a number of others, and how faith influenced their lives, how it served as the, really the foundation of everything that they did. Faith gave them the courage to journey to far-off lands, and even the, the courage to assent to what God was revealing to them and to humanity as a whole. And even using the example that faith allowed Sarah to help bring new life into the world. But brothers and sisters, I would argue that each and every one of us here today has a greater privilege in relation to faith than Abraham, Moses, and all of the Old Testament patriarchs had. And it is beautifully described in our opening collect, that opening prayer we prayed before our readings today. That collect reads, Taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call God our Father. Those are very profound words, brothers and sisters. And they have great meaning for us as believers. We know that Jesus became a human being. He is God incarnate. And so we can be brothers and sisters of Jesus. And Christ, of course, called God Father. He called him Father in the most real sense of the word. Now, we literally don't have God as our Father, Father. But Jesus gave us the ability through baptism to be God's sons and daughters through adoption. And so we can call God Father, just as our Lord did throughout his time on this earth. Jesus sort of establishes a new dynamic, a new dimension, so to speak, to that relationship of faith. It adds something so much bigger than what was there in the Old Testament. We don't just call God some guy in the sky, or even I am who am, 
as Moses did and as the Israelites did. No, he is Father. There's a reason why we pray the Our Father so frequently. Again, all the people of the Old Testament, especially the patriarchs, they could converse with God. They knew him. And God was even able to work great things through them. All those Old Testament patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, etc., they loved God and he loved them, but not even they called God Father. Not even they were so bold as to call God Father. But we do, brothers and sisters. We, unlike Abraham and even unlike Moses, have the privilege of calling upon God as Father, the same as Jesus. Our relationship is now different because Jesus became one of us. It's elevated. We can call upon God as Father. And that is a really incredible transformation, if you think about it. St. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, says, You are no longer slaves, but sons. That's the level of transformation we have here, brothers and sisters. It's that profound. The Collect even alludes to it that it's a daring thing to call upon God as Father. It is something so unique to us. As Christians, there is no other religious tradition in the world that calls upon God as Father. No one else. It's only us who do that. And more than even just having God as our Father, though, that collect asks of one more thing. It reads, Bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters. You know, as beautiful as it is to call God our Father on this earth, it is a relationship that still needs to be perfected, mainly from our perspective. And one way in particular that I think this relationship can be perfected for all of us is in the areas where we make that relationship with God visible to others. You know, our faith, brothers and sisters, is not a private matter. Far from it. It should be visible. It should be apparent To those around us, the people around us should know whose we are, that we are God's beloved sons and daughters. And we talk again so often about our friends and our family with other people, hopefully in positive ways. Uh, we, We would hopefully do the same with Almighty God. Faith should be something that we do converse about with others, something that we do talk about with other people to invite them to experience what we have. The beauty of our relationship in calling God our Father. You know, one of the ways I think that this is needed, I think, especially in our local church, is I was sort of going through a lot of the All Things New data, as I've mentioned, and all across the board in our archdiocese, this was something that we as a local church struggle with. Having conversations with other people about faith, sharing our faith with other people, talking about that relationship with God with other people. Again, it can be hard to bring up that topic of faith with others, but it is something that is worthwhile. And we talk about so many other people in our lives. How often do we talk to others about God? So maybe I want to challenge you throughout this week to do just that. To maybe grow in our comfort level of talking about our faith. And maybe even inviting someone else into that same dynamic in that same relationship, so that they can experience in their lives the blessings that we have. Now, this can be difficult for us, especially it can be difficult sometimes at even perceiving God to be a loving father. And maybe your experience of fatherhood in your early years wasn't the most perfect growing up. It can be 
Hard to translate that imperfect experience of fatherhood to our loving God who is our father. But we do have a father who delights in his children, who dispenses justice and mercy, who isn't looking to catch us in some wrongdoing, but wants what is good for us, his children. And he gives us a rule of life in his commandments in order to help us get there. So today, brothers and sisters, let us rejoice in the privilege we have of calling God our Father. For we don't just serve him, we don't just converse with him and talk with him, we are his beloved sons and daughters. So let us foster that relationship, day in and day out, so that we might radiate the joy of our divine adoption to others in our lives, and further perfect the relationship that God our Father wants to have with us.